It's Tuesday, April the 27th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, America's vaccine largesse and Apple's Facebook hobbling update. First, the world in brief. America is to start sharing its stockpile of AstraZeneca vaccines with the world once safety inspections are complete. The White House did not specify where those 60 million doses would go, but the announcement was made after a conversation between Joe Biden and Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, which is crumpling under a tsunami of infections. Meanwhile, the European Commission began legal proceedings against AstraZeneca over an alleged breach of contract. The crux of the lawsuit is the pharmaceutical firm's failure to supply 100 million doses of its COVID-19 vaccine to the bloc in the first quarter of 2021. It was able to deliver only around one-third of that number. Vaccination drives in the European Union have been sluggish compared with America and Britain. Some 1.6 million Californians signed a petition to remove their Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom. That easily crossed the threshold to force a recall election later this year. The first time a Californian governor was recalled, in 2003, voters replaced Gray Davis, a Democrat, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, a Republican. Mr Newsom's enemies seem unlikely to replicate such success. California will actually lose, for the first time, one of its seats in the House of Representatives. A congressional reapportionment based on the 2020 census also takes a seat each from Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Texas gains two seats, with Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina and Oregon each taking one. States that voted for Joe Biden see a net loss of three seats. Prosecutors in Russia ordered campaign groups supporting Alexei Navalny, the imprisoned opposition leader, to stop their activities. The order came ahead of a court ruling that is expected to label the Anti-Corruption Foundation, Mr Navalny's political organisation, as, quote, extremist. The designation is normally reserved for terrorist groups or religious organisations. Dozens of Mr Navalny's staff have been arrested in recent weeks. Apple released its long-promised app-tracking transparency measure as part of an update to its mobile operating system. Users will now be asked if they want their apps to log their digital activity. Huge numbers are expected to demur. The measure has annoyed Facebook, which makes its money through targeted ads. It says that Apple's changes will hurt small advertisers. The Chinese government expanded its antitrust investigation of internet firms beyond Alibaba, an e-commerce giant, to include Meituan. A range of alleged abuses at the food delivery titan are being investigated, including forced exclusivity arrangements with restaurants and merchants known as, quote, pick one of two. And fact of the day. In 2014, the Pentagon, America's defense ministry, spent some $84 million on Viagra and other erectile dysfunction medicine. And now, here's today's agenda. The light on the horizon, India's second wave. With new COVID-19 cases surging by 350,000 a day, good news has become rarer in India than medical oxygen. A small bright spot, new infections in Mumbai, the commercial capital, are falling. Yesterday they dropped below 4,000, less than half the previous month's average daily rise. 
It was in Mumbai that India's fearsome second wave began, so this change suggests that caseloads across the country might soon begin to peak. In the meantime, the virus continues to wreak havoc. In Delhi, the capital, one in three COVID tests is now positive, and in Kolkata, the capital of West Bengal, one in two. In the crowded rural hinterland in between, no one knows because so few get tested. What is known is that patients are dying for lack of oxygen and funeral pyres are blazing day and night. Ordinary Indians are suffering the worst trauma in generations. Mind your back, Mr. Musk, Tesla and its competitors. Before hosting Saturday Night Live on May 8th, Elon Musk, the techno-king of Tesla, warmed up by presenting the electric vehicle maker's first quarter earnings. Net profit rose to $438 million, a record, compared with $16 million during the same period last year. Yet Mr. Musk faces tough questions, many about competitive threats. One comes from China. Official ardor towards Tesla there is cooling in favor of domestic champions. Run-ins with the authorities do not help. Another comes from Europe, where legacy car makers are ramping up electric vehicle production. How soon can Tesla start producing cars at its new factory near Berlin, and for how long can it keep ahead of rivals such as Germany's Volkswagen? As for self-driving technology, which makes some speculators evangelistic about the firm, Mr. Musk will be asked for more information about a fiery crash of a Tesla Model S in Texas, which killed two people. It won't be a belly full of laughs. Be prepared, America's interest rate decision. At the conclusion of the Federal Reserve's two-day meeting, which starts today, America's central bank will announce that it is keeping interest rates at the historically low level of 0 to 0.25%. There are now clear signs of a post-pandemic boom, but America still needs all the support it can get. Unemployment remains high. On the face of it, then, the meeting will be uneventful, but investors will be watching for two things. The first is whether a strengthening economy leads the Fed to talk about winding down its purchases of assets. This looks unlikely. Most investors expect taper talk to start in earnest in the second half of the year. The second relates to the Fed's new monetary policy. Rate-setters say that to support employment, they are more tolerant of above-target inflation than they were. But how far does this tolerance go? Today's meeting is a good chance to provide some much-needed clarity. A house divided, unifying Cyprus. Today, leaders from the government of Cyprus and the breakaway Turkish enclave in the north of the island will meet Antonio Guterres, the Secretary-General of the United Nations in Geneva, to discuss unification. The last round of talks between the internationally recognized Greek Cypriot government and the Turkish separatists collapsed four years ago. Now they are being asked to decide whether to proceed with negotiations. They will struggle to find common ground. Greek Cypriots remain committed to a one-state solution in which the two communities would live under a federal government but retain control over their internal affairs. The newly elected leader of the Turkish Cypriot enclave, Ersin Tatar, and Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, say reunification is no longer possible. They favor the island's permanent partition. Nearly five decades of talks, which began after Turkish troops invaded the north of the island, have led nowhere. 
hopes for a negotiated reunification may soon be dashed forever. Mistakes and Accidents – How to Create a Musical Genre Forty years ago this month, Venom's single, In League with Satan, invented extreme metal. It was all an accident. Venom's sonic extremity was simply a result of incompetent musicians in a cheap studio producing something unprecedentedly raw. Music history is replete with new genres being created by accident. Scat singing was popularised after Louis Armstrong dropped sheet music during a recording session and improvised nonsense syllables instead. Dub reggae came about when a recording engineer forgot to add the vocal track to a song King Tubby was working on. The designer of the Technics SL1200 turntable, Shuichi Obata, was trying just to be efficient when he made it motor-driven. Instead, he made scratching possible for hip-hop DJs, and his pitch-control slider enabled beat-matching. So do not fret if music seems to be standing still. Soon, someone somewhere will make a lucky mistake, and music will change irrevocably as a result. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Mary Wollstonecraft, who was born on this day in 1759. The beginning is always today. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.